This episode is brought to you by Factor Meals. It certainly is because eating better is easy with Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals. If you're somebody like me who cannot cook to save their little lives, it's a game changer. Every fresh, never frozen meal is chef crafted, dietitian approved, and ready to eat in, wait for it, just two minutes. Plus, you'll have over 35 options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Also, there are more than 60 add ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. You can pick from two minute meals where you can fuel up fast with Factor's restaurant quality meals that are ready to heat and eat whenever you are. With pancakes, smoothies, and more, discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. And Factor Meals are ready to heat and eat. They're ready. There's no prepping. There's no cooking. There's no chopping up veggies. None of that stuff. If you're like me and you're busy, whack on a podcast, whack these in, and they're ready to go. Nothing for you to do. No cleanup either. And the great thing is it's flexible for your schedule. So you can get as much or as little as you need when choosing your meals every week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime if anything changes. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast premium options with no cooking required. So sign up and save. Factor is less expensive than takeaway and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. So head to factormeals.com slash TWTW50 and use code TWTW50 to get 50% off. That's code TWTW50 at factormeals.com slash TWTW50 to get 50% off. Hello, I'm Grongy Maguire and this is Chantelle Fiducian Pate. Hello. bonded over our love of reminiscing about weird celebrity couples. The ones no one would believe happened if Google wasn't there to back it up. We want you to join us as we remember when love was young, times were simpler, and we really thought that Angelina and Billy Bob Thornton were going to make it. Every week we're joined by a celebrity guest to discuss the showbiz romance they never got over. So take our hand and stroll down memory lane with us as we remember the the way way they were. So hello to our fabulous listeners. (laughs) Happy Christmas. Merry Christmas to all of you. If we sound a little bit different, it's (laughs) because somebody's Christmas wish came came true came true and me and Chantel are recording this it's really weird it's so weird we're recording this in real life I can touch I'm touching Grania's leg right now that has never happened before in the whole year of recording you can tell because you normally say hi Chantal how are you but we don't have to because we're just here in person she can see how I am she can feel how I am I already know how you are we're fine she gave me some Prosecco we're feeling the Christmas cheer in her very festive flat which I'm loving if we can create a soundscape for you Mm -hmm. true you know pictures are best on the radio (laughs) visual medium (laughs) we are sat beside a Christmas tree Mm -hmm. we both have glasses of of Prosecco We've got some weird chocolates that I brought back from Dusseldorf. They're from Germany. They're lovely. You have to hand it to them. Very good at biscuits. They are. 
And uh, we're recording a special Christmas episode of The Way They Were. We are. It's a very special episode for you guys. It's a short one, but it's short but sweet. Tell the listeners what they're going to get today from us, Grania. Well, what we're going to do is we're going to talk about our various Christmas traditions. Because mm-hmm. this is Irish v. American <laughs> Christmases. Which I think, I have to say, I think these are, this is like, if we're talking, if we compare it to the World Cup, Christmases, Ireland and America were the big guns. Oh, I, I, also Germany. Okay, Germany Germany's a big up. gun for Christmas. Germany's a big gun. So it's just, I think we're top three though. Definitely. Yeah. So we'll be talking about our various Christmas traditions. And then, so but me and Chantelle did a, a rewatch of our favourite Christmas rom-coms and we're going to be discussing the couples who appeared in the rom-coms and what what we think of them their chance of making a breakout and I don't know what films Chantelle is going to talk about I don't know what Grania is going to but I will say mine aren't with the exception of one mine aren't even all rom-coms that's right I went off piece I'm alternative a Christmas documentary that's right Christmas documentary about homeless people on the streets of Chicago. <laughs> well, they found romance. <laughs> Anyways, talk to me about what your Christmas at home is. I know you're very into... Grania has to be back in the homeland of Ireland. Okay. She needs the green aisle, otherwise it's not a Christmas. So what, talk, talk to me about it being a red and green aisle. Let's hear it. So my fav- one of my favourite Christmas moments ever was I remember oh two funny stories here we go well first one it was nice I remember the very first time I flew home I was living in Madrid at the time humble brag okay you don't know my life cash and I flew home Christmas Eve that's amazing already it was just so amazing because you go from the quiet of like collecting your bag and it's really quiet and maybe there's few people wearing santi hats but then the doors of arrivals open and i swear to god it was like something it was it was like you were in love actually there was like hundreds of people just in christmas jumpers and so it was so it was like something from a christmas film however probably the The first time, so the first Christmas that I lived in London, Mm -hmm. I was very much like, this is me, live my big life, living in London, coming back, the big success story. Of course. Small town gal, she's made it in the big city. The prodigal daughter's Oh, watch out. And then what happened was... So I was temping at the time. I didn't have a lot of spare cash. <laughs> and the big success. I was temping at the time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I had enough. I had bought my ticket. Mm-hmm. I was on a pay-as-you-go phone. Classic. And I had to borrow money from my flatmate to but she pay. was a big success, guys, <laughs> honestly. She was top of the pile. <laughs> in my head, I was like, I just couldn't wait to really rub it in people's noses. Like, yeah, yeah, I'm just back in London. I live in London now. <laughs> oh, the tube. Oh, my God. Let me tell you about the bloody tube. Do you know about the secret bed in Tottenham Court Road to get to Central Line quicker? Do you not know that? Oh, my God. I know that as I live in London. <laughs> so I had my fair to get to the airport she's got her fan I had no pay as you go it was like zero zero nothing <laughs> couldn't in those days couldn't even text couldn't even send a text it was a very high stakes final chase to the airport okay. right so of course I leave half an hour too late oh no Grania. so I get to the airport and I'm like sweating, sweating bullets. dry heaving then I'm flying Ryanair of course you are I get to the Ryanair flight and I can't I'm really good or desk because I'm really confused because I don't know where my flight is leaving from so I'm really stressed I run up I go here's my flight number what gate is this flight leaving from and she looked at me I'll never forget she went okay so first of all 
That's not Ryanair flight. That's Aer Lingus flight. No. And that's leaving from Gatwick, <gasps> and you're in Stansted. No. <laughs> what day was this? Like, according, like as far it's as Christmas, twenty second, twenty third. Oh my God! This is not a funny story. This is a tragedy. So what then, happened? I because remember, no, <gasps> no money. You can't no, call anyone. Nothing, nothing. So then I had to use the desk, their phone. To ring home, reverse charges to oh get my, my dad's credit card char- details. Oh my god! <laughs> and then do what? You had to go to? Did you have to buy a plane there? So then I had to buy like the next flight from Ryanair at least. So you which, felt more at home. Yeah, more at home. You know how I feel about Ryanair. Love them. But then, then I had to ring my dad so I was like, can details. And also, oh now I'm god. going to be getting in at like. Midnight. So How did gonna... you do? How did you get this so wrong? Oh my god! Ten beans a stressful job, and it'll it'll take your brain away from me. Re- I can't believe you did this. It was so bad. This is so grania. I can't believe you did this. And still, I was still trying to like keep my little chin up, you know. And I got I'm still to... from London, <laughs> guys. Yeah, it's just like a London thing. It happens all the time in London. All like, the airports are the same. Kate Moss does it all the time, guys. She's from London. <laughs> She's always rushing to get an Aer Lingus or Ryanair flight. I made it back. And then so Christmas in our house, it's very cosy. We live in the absolute middle of nowhere. It's really cosy. It's really warm. I stay inside. I eat lots of cheese. I want, my parents are obsessed with the place in the sun. So we'll watch a place Don't. in the sun. <laughs> For hours. I was told about how traditional and old-fashioned your Christmas in Ireland is. So far as cheese in a place in the sun. Yeah. I'm asking, I want more. What's the food we're talking? What's the main dish? Well, so we've got a tradition in our house where every year they forget I'm vegetarian. Oh, brilliant. Okay. Which is really nice, uh, especially if you're feeling quite insecure that maybe your family aren't as close to you because you live in this, another country. It's really nice to come home and halfway through Christmas dinner be like... Oh, God, it's dry potatoes. I'm just having the sides then. Yeah. Like, no, can I have the gravy? No, I can't have the gravy. Oh, no, I'm sorry. (laughs) So tell me about, because I, basically, I grew up thinking I was American. Okay. Mainly because when I was little, I was so obsessed with Little Women that generally there are some memories from my childhood where I can't remember if they happened in Little Women or they (laughs) happened to me. (laughs) Oh, my God. God. I think I might have had got in trouble at primary school for bringing limes to school or that could have happened to I Amy think that happened. I think that happened in the book where the hell are you finding limes in the 80s so I've such a memory of like New England New Christmas England, yeah. to me that's like iconic Christmas that is iconic Christmas and I've and of all the places I've lived in America unfortunately New England is not one of them so I can't give you memories of my own of the iconic New England Christmas so you're going to be very disappointed in my Christmas traditions plus we moved around a lot we didn't have a lot of family it was just me my brother my mom and dad that was it always very small Christmases just the four of us which I loved Santa Claus was a big part of my Christmas childhood though was Santa Claus a big thing for you so we call him in Ireland Santi do you Santi we call him goddamn Santa (laughs) and I I believed in Santa Claus too embarrassingly I was in double digits oh (laughs) and I finally had to accept the truth that Santa Claus did I kept asking for when I was a kid I kept asking for more and more evidence from Santa to like prove it and I was like, give me some of like the bells from one of the um, reindeer. And and my mom obviously went and found these, but like banged them up and made them look all oh. rusty and used. And I was so thick and dumb. I was, I couldn't possibly imagine anyone faking. I was like, look, that's evidence. And I was like eight years old, still oh. like convinced Santa was around. I had a very, yeah, it was bad. They let me believe it for that long. 
But otherwise, I think we had normal, we had the big turkey. I was just telling you guys before we started recording about deep fried turkey and how amazing it is. It's so tasty. It's so nice. No, it's not greasy. No, it's not unhealthy. It's the best way to have turkey. You cook it in an hour. It's, we did it in a very Southern way. It's a very Southern thing to do, deep fried turkey. And every time we've had it in England, everyone loves it and they're obsessed with it Mm -hmm. and it's incredible. So look into it. It's hard to do here, but you can get the equipment. It can be done. I miss it. But yeah, I'm very into Christmas. I love it. And I'm really bored of adults like hating Christmas. (sighs) It's so boring. It's so tedious. Just enjoy it. Just have a nice time. It's a nice meal. Just enjoy it. Yeah. Hey, if you hate Christmas, go back to Narnia. (laughs) That's what I say. Go back to bloody Narnia. (laughs) Right. So let's now do our our uh, favorite film are you ready are yeah, you excited? yeah i'm so excited okay we have three each okay um we've separately thought of these and we checked with our producer that we're not overlapping at all and each one of us will go through the couple why we like them whatever blah blah blah. we'll work it out it's fine so you go first grania as i think you you are the the owner of this podcast in my mind well in everyone's mind the innkeeper you are the innkeeper that's correct um i thought i've got a classic so one is a classic christmas film okay one is a, one of what i think is like my generation's classic and one is possible future classic oh god you did i didn't think anything that clever you're so much smarter than me <laughs> as surprised to no one that i've said that anyways go on let's so for classic classic i went for a little small film <laughs> i don't know if you've heard it's a wonderful, wonderful life. life i knew you'd start with that one i knew it i knew it i knew it i knew it talk to me talk to me about them okay so it's it's a good film. It's a great so Jimmy film. Stewart, he's George. He's from a small town. His Bedrock. dad, Bedrock, Bedrock, Bedford, Bedford Falls, Bedford Falls, and it's classic New England Americana. And he grows up. His dad runs a savings and loan in the small town. That means people can buy houses. But George is like, I just want to get out of this town. I hate this place. And then he gets together with Mary. But then there's another woman in his life who I think is. This low-key star of this film and should have had her own spin-off, Violet. Violet. Oh, Oh, the name Violet. And Violet was, oh, hey boys, I only wear this one, I don't care what I look like. The flick of the hair when she does that. Oh, so she's like the small town, sort of like huzzy, scarlet woman, and she's so gorgeous and she genuinely feels like if this film existed in the marvel universe it would be like oh that's a cameo because she's having her own spin-off yeah and then things sort of escalate and he sort of he wants to kill himself because it's a christmas film and then he gets to see what his life would be like if he wasn't born and just my favorite bit is that it's like progressively if he wasn't born there would be jazz joints in this town and strip strip clubs dancing bars yeah and I do not understand where they made this leap, but if he wasn't born, Mary would wear glasses. Yeah, and she'd be a librarian. That was the, but that, it led up to what is the worst thing? Okay, your brother, you never got a chance to save him. He's dead. Your mother runs this boarding house. You know, the town has fallen into disrepair. Escalate, escalate. What's the worst thing? The and your wife makes wears a... glasses. <laughs> your wife wears glasses. She's a mousy librarian <laughs> with no sexuality. Probably a virgin because you didn't come along. So that is... So George and Mary are your first couple. Yes. So they're very cute. I'm just looking at the notes I made. He ties uh, a lot. He lassoes the moon they, for her, they, if they I recall. They do a Charleston at the start. Oh, that is, the, that is my favourite scene of the entire oh. film. That's a scene I remember as a kid. I always loved when the floor opens up. I used to always love that scene. It's such an unnecessary scene, but I just love it so much. That Charleston with the floor opening. 
Oh, it doesn't get any better. I just love the Charleston. Same. And I think we should bring it back. Uh, I love that Mary remembers their in-jokes because they do, they have this cute thing about, like you said, Lassie in, in the Moon and the Buffalo Girl song. And dance by the light oh, of the yeah, moon. Yeah, that. They have little in-jokes. And I love how George, he flirts briefly with Violet, you know, who we've mentioned. And he goes, why don't you, why don't we just like go swimming in a lake and, you know, like, go walk and hike and not wear any shoes and she's just like she uh, can't handle that she's yeah. like tap me out yeah she's done he's too, he's too much for her whereas uh, Mary gets him Mary gets him and then they get together in this timeline but then also in the other timeline she would award glasses she wore glasses but in the end they are together with their lovely children yeah. Zuzu's petals and all that Zuzu's petals and he realised that he, he uh, success no man is a failure that's right has friends has friends <laughs> And it's oh. earned. It's earned. I, can't, I cry every time I say every it. It's time. so earned. It's too much. When the old housekeeper comes in, that's when I lose it every single oh. time. It's too much. And Clarence, love Clarence. Oh. One of my favorite names is Clarence. People need to use it more because of him. Anyways, let's not get too emotional. I'll pick it up with my couple, okay. my first couple, which is, <laughs> I feel like you've chosen really iconic couples and I've chosen really ridiculous couples. <laughs> so it's going to be a nice mix here. So have you ever seen a little film called National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation? <laughs> <laughs> because I have, and I hope you have as well, yeah. a National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation stars an iconic couple, I think, which is mm. Clark and Ellen Griswold, <laughs> who I am obsessed with. If you haven't seen this film, honestly, once again, please stop. And go watch it now. But I'm sure many of you have. It's a 1989, I believe, classic of the National Lampoon series. I think this is the second one after a vacation, but before a European. It's amazing. Uh, Clark is played by Chevy Chase, of course. Ellen is played by the stunning Beverly D'Angelo, obviously, mm-hmm. who was, I think, I checked with a few boys and I was right that she was a schoolboy's crush for many. She was a sexual awakening for a lot of mm-hmm. men of a certain age nowadays. Very much a MILF, big time. Mm-hmm. And they're this couple. Clark always wants to have everything for his vacations or his family events to be just amazing and big and perfect. And he gets very upset when everything isn't big and perfect. And often there's lots of problems that happen. He tries out his Christmas be perfect, it's anything but. Her cousin turns up, kind of ruins everything. Her family's, everyone's fighting. The house lights don't work. A cat dies at one point. A lot of shit goes on. And worst of all, he doesn't get his Christmas bonus that he wanted to spend on buying this swimming pool. Poor old Ellen is dealing with this whole time. But they have such a beautiful relationship that I think is genuinely not discussed enough. They seem to really love each other. Clark is a bit of a flirt, mm-hmm. but he does seem to keep coming across these Playboy models in his life somehow. <laughs> Everywhere he goes, some 25-year-old girls flirting with him. Can you blame the guy? But it's always playful. He's never actually going to do that. You know that Clark and Ellen are just going to be together forever. I just thought they were such a cute, fun couple. They always seemed to have a... They didn't have this thing where it was like them bickering the whole time. They both seem to have a really like active sex life for people with two kids. I just love them as a couple. I think they're great. I think next time you watch the film, pay attention to their chemistry specifically, especially when put against the chemistry of the, remember the yuppie couple? Mm. Actually played by Julia Louis-Dreyfus, and I forget who plays the guy. But compare the energy of those two couples. And you're meant to be yuppies, of course, think they're so like mm, amazing and above it all. But Clark and Ellen, and Clark also seems like he's got a good job. His house is amazing. He's done really well in life, and she seems to be a really good homekeeper, a really good mom, and a great wife. I just think they're... I love them. Underrated couple. Do you agree? So what I remember... I can't remember what age I was, but I remember just feeling really... Ugh, because I was like, they were so 
they seem so horny yeah. in a way that I felt quite uncomfortable. Like, I really <laughs> did. I was like, oh. So and what I'm saying is, I think a Chevy Chase made me feel quite uncomfortable as an eight-year-old in a way that I wasn't able to process. Have you watched I- it since? I have, I have. It's, it's 90 minutes of pure, I mean, yeah. it's 90 minutes for starters. Yeah. And it's 90 minutes of start to finish, just endless fun. Randy Quaid is perfect in it. It's just, I can't recommend it. It aged well, yeah. I think. It's a fun, it's a fun, fun, fun film. And they are both great in it. Please watch. It's an 80s bop. It is. Speaking of a 90s bop. <laughs> Which we weren't speaking of, but go on. <laughs> My second classic. Here we go. From the Grolling Maguire back catalogue. I feel like I should be trying to guess. That's what we do. From the Grolling's Criterion collection. Nice, nice, nice. While you were sleeping. <laughs> I thought you might do this one. I was going to choose that one myself. I was like, no, Grolling's going to do it. Grolling's definitely going to grab this. I loved While You're Sleeping. Oh my God, I loved it so much. I was obsessed with it as a teenager. Obsessed with it. And then I watched it last night and I thought so many aspects of this have not aged well. Right? It's what she's doing is really fucked up. It's so bad. I kind of thought that from the beginning. I remember sort of enjoying it and a lot of it you can get by with Sandra Bullock's charm. Yeah. Explain very quickly okay, what this film's so about. Okay, so what Again. happened? We've got Lonely Lucy who works as sort of like for the Chicago public transport which is just unbelievable from the start there's this guy played by Peter Gallagher who goes to her stop every single day and she just fantasizes she dreams she projects this whole future she's crazy about him then he falls onto the track she saved his life she goes into the hospital and through a series of mishaps her family think his family his family think sorry that she is his fiance, Peter Gallagher's fiance, which she insanely goes along with. It's completely nuts. <laughs> she it's does this, so and immediately, bad. like, why are you doing this crazy thing? And, and then, then, while he's sleeping, and while he's sleeping, Bill Pullman arrives. Who's his brother? His brother, but it's like so, like, because I'm like, are you supposed to be the older brother or the younger brother? It's very unclear. And then she falls in love with Bill Pullman, but everybody thinks she's engaged to Peter Gallagher. It's very difficult. And then, oh, she I, loves his family as well. She this family, loves especially, is it the his, grandmother, I think, the grandmother and the sister, and she's so lonely. And that's yeah, she's a really they show her really lonely life, and it's really sad. And then she comes clean eventually. Spoiler alert but also this film's like 30 years old so shut up so she comes clean and they all are just totally cool with it (laughs) that's fine totally cool with it and then Bill Pullman ends up proposing to her Mm -hmm. in front of his entire family which is weird at the the little booth that she works in at the booth yeah and at the Chicago Underground and it's happy (laughs) I mean what a fantasy and then it's happily ever after they are a good couple all I remember is the big bits when she slips over in the snow and he catches her it's a great falling over acting in this whole film I mean it's Sandra at her biggest at her most charming she's at the peak of her skills and I think what it appealed to me at the time as a teenage girl were stalking was really my love language was the thought that it could really pay off yeah just like real projection fantasy and stalking even if you don't get that guy he might have a brother (laughs) you never know it always works though in these films they never just go to jail for it so it was all right in the end (laughs) they fall in love with someone (laughs) great choice not far off actually very there's similar ish vibes to my next one which is a film that I think needs a lot more credit in general, which is I think a lot of people haven't seen. I'm not even sure if you've seen this film. Do you know of a little, I think, 2005 movie called The Family Stone? <gasps> 
can I just say I haven't but it's Mehal my husband's like one of his favourite oh, films well, he's completely correct it's an incredible film it was very badly marketed when it came out I think and people got the real wrong idea of what it was about it's also during the height of Sex in the City so seeing SJB playing anything but Carrie is a very non-Carrie character I think people found that a bit jarring SJP um, plays Meredith a very uptight New Yorker who is going out with her boyfriend something stone hence the name Family Stone I've forgotten his name actually don't remember when he's her husband boyfriend they go home to his family's place the stone family and the family's very like new england limousine liberal all wealthy this beautiful big house they're all very different they're all talking all the same time diane keaton's his mother craig t nelson is the father rachel mcadams is a sister and brother the brother ben yeah is mr luke wilson oh and through the course of the movie through happenstance different events Luke Wilson, Ben, and Meredith, SJP, end up finding a connection. True. Just bear with me. It's fine. And her sister is played by Claire Danes. She turns up. A lot of stuff happens in this film. It's very weird. It's also very dark in some places. It's quite emotional and mood. There's a gay brother as well. There's a lot going on here. A gay deaf brother. It was, oh. was they really trying to shoehorn in a lot of things here. It's an amazing little story that watching her go from this uptight New Yorker. He's the stoner film editor from California. He relaxes her down. He's the only one in the family that likes her, takes her out, gets her a few drinks in her. She loosens up. It's SJP becoming, again, the charm that she has innately. Oh. And them together is just glorious. I love it. A lot. It's a, you will cry at this film. One hundred percent, you will cry, especially at the end. You will definitely cry. So I have tissues ready. But it is worth it. The acting is impeccable. She's amazing in it. Ben Stone is very similar to Bill Pullman in While You Were Sleeping. It kind of mm. stands out from the rest of the family, but is actually, in my view, the one with the biggest heart of the whole family I cannot recommend it enough no one watches this movie enough I watch it every single year please watch it and look out for Meredith and Ben's incredible love story oh you reminded me another sort of point about Christmas films that I find very confusing as an outsider mm-hmm. in Amer- watching American Christmas films it leads an outsider to really think everybody in America lives in these like Huge 20 house. room yeah. Yeah. mansions because other like a home alone massive house every single there's a lot more space in America, I'll be honest. So you can get a bigger house with not as much money out there. But yeah, that's not how everyone lives. <laughs> it is, but I know what you mean. It is. It's a lot. Everyone is very well-to-do and has huge, huge, huge houses. Yeah. I love it. Okay, well, this is my final oh, pick. Here we go, the final one. Um, which I predict will be a future Christmas classic. Oh my God, I'm excited. Okay. It is... Falling for Christmas. Which I've not seen. I've not seen. I attempted to begin watching it and it didn't work. So I've not seen Falling for Christmas. I'm dying. Oh my God. So obviously this is Lindsay Lohan's return to mainstream (gasps) success. Please tell me, tell me, tell me. Okay. I don't know how much of the plot to give away. I think it's safe to say the plot probably fairly predictable. I don't think you can spoil this kind of movie. Okay. It's so... She's a spoiled heiress. I know that. She's a spoiled spoiled heiress called Sierra mm-hmm. and she's got this Instagram influencer boyfriend of course she does who's called Tad and then they're trying to get like the perfect selfie picture and then he's <laughs> on top of a mountain and then she falls over she knocks her head she loses her memory we're in an overboard we're in we're an overboard. overboard situation so then there is Jake played by Cord Overstreet there he is he's a widower 
raising they're the always most- <laughs> widowers they're always widowers they can never be divorced they have to she has to be dead every time and two things you need to know about Jake Court Overstreet is his daughter is one of the most annoying people you will see the kids are always annoying she's like eight years old and unbearable and he's also the worst businessman you will ever <laughs> see so he's got this failing hotel and he's like oh we just how will we do we're not going to survive this Christmas it's like I'll tell you why you're failing because you've got a roaring fireplace on in every single room you've got at least about 40 Christmas trees and you're spending thousands of pounds every night in electricity bills for the amount of decorations you have up so does Lindsay Lowen come in and be like why don't you start an Instagram account <laughs> so, no so she's lost her memory remember she doesn't know who she is so the hospital are like well why don't you go and stay at Jake's house that makes sense while you recover while your you memory because that's how memory works <laughs> and so she goes there remember before it's established she's really spoiled yep. and nobody likes her yep. but then she goes to Jake's hotel Very failing hotel okay. is she put to work somehow so they go oh uh, can you help do Clean. some routines so basically she learns to do tidying she learns to do housework he teaches her to cook so making her a likable female character sure so it's like oh she can be likable she's not spoiled like yeah, she was now course. she can like mop a floor and now she can clean as, as a girl who can clean yeah now we can like her now we're rooting for her <laughs> yeah. and then father christmas no the little girl makes a wish and it Ugh. turns out a guy i hate this little girl just we talking about her i already hate worst. her she genuinely is the worst and then a guy who sells nuts at the local Christmas market oh and he's like a, he's sort of mystical and magical yeah, and he's, he maybe he's maybe Father Christmas he's maybe Father Christmas of course he is he might be Santa and then what happens then so then her and Jake start falling in love and then they organise a fundraiser to save this failing business <laughs> he's Obviously. running into the ground put on a show all these Christmas decorations and then um, uh, oh the subplot was her fiance I was going to say where's lost, this guy so he was lost in the woods because he also fell so then this survivalist finds him and I swear to God this like intense homoerotic subplot with the two of them okay and it's that's they have more like sexual tension the fiance and this guy who lives in the woods than Jake and, and Lindsay, and Lindsay. Lohan. They wow. just sort okay. of like look at each other. Now I'm more interested in watching it, I have yeah, to say. Yeah, the other two are just like eyeballing each other. Like, nice. when is this happening? So um, they finally get back to the police station. He's got a beard now, I bet. He's He reports that Lindsay's missing somehow that I see they, they find out who it is, is her memory comes back when she sees him when he sees like but you're not Sarah you're Sierra. Sierra and then she goes back home and then but the then annoying little Jake. girl the annoying little girl is like daddy you need to find her you haven't even said that you love her Standard. and then uh, they get together do they oh my god no <laughs> <laughs> do they they found after all what's the magical nuts man got to do with it so they were like how do we get to Lindsay Lohan in time oh he just knew and then a sleigh there's a sleigh Shut up, a sleigh a sleigh is there <laughs> oh do they um, shoehorn in a gay character to go sleigh bitch well no but then so she breaks up with her fiance right but then I knew I was like why are they he's coded as very gay oh okay and okay. then she breaks up with him and then he gets together with Lindsay Lohan's personal assistant. Who is? But I was like, but you, there is such sexual tension between you and the... And the survivalist. And the survivalist. Why didn't he make a comeback? Yeah. Why wasn't he like, oh, I'm, I'm here? I can't believe this film didn't make logical sense. That is... <laughs> 
crackers to me. How surprising. <laughs> but Do I'm, you think this will be a future classic? I absolutely think this will be a future classic. That's okay. The, my last film is not a future classic. And my last film is a classic. And I don't know about you, but I've chosen this film and this couple for one reason being that I love this film. I love this couple. I think they're forgotten about. And secondly, I don't know about you, but I am very, very, very bored of the Is Die Hard a Christmas film conversation. It's I cannot an Easter stand it. film. It's the most boring conversation. Every time someone asks me that now, I just go, I don't know what Die Hard is. I've never heard of that. <laughs> and they can't stand it. The new film that is actually a Christmas film that everyone has forgotten about is a 1983 Eddie Murphy, Dan Aykroyd classic you may have heard of called trading places which was released on i think december 9th and involved it all takes place during christmas dan Aykroyd iconically is in a santa costume at one point it's a very christmas film everyone forgets about that is the new die hard hill i will die on for those who haven't seen this film again what are you doing go watch it dan Aykroyd is an incredibly incredibly rich businessman called winthorpe his two the owners of his business um make a silly little bet to say, we think this homeless guy in the street, played by Eddie Murphy, if given the same money and the same opportunity, could have just the same life as this guy, Winthorpe, Dan Aykroyd. We're going to secretly swap them somehow. I actually forget how they do it. But they basically bring Eddie Murphy's character in, mm-hmm. offer him money, make him rich, and put Winthorpe out on the street to try to prove that circumstance will make homeless people be violent mm-hmm. and will make rich people be selfish assholes. So Winthorpe is thrown out, his stuck-up conservative wife Penelope has nothing to do with him, his reputation is ruined, he comes across the stunning, the beautiful, the lovely Ophelia, Shakespearean name already, and her character is that, played by, of course, Jamie Lee Curtis, who is incredible. I love this. She's, this is like Pretty Woman, but up a notch because she's smart she's funny she's wisecracking her body's off the charts mm-hmm. and they have this connection they kind of get each other and they're both helping each other in different ways he's very smart in the worlds of business and finance and culture he's been around he knows the classics you know but she's street smart she gets mm-hmm. up she sees through people who are lying etc they concoct a plan which i have read the wikipedia entry of three times and i still do not understand know. no one knows how no. trading places works in the end <laughs> we just know that somehow eddie murphy and ed Aykroyd win somehow yeah. it's a great film about spirit rising above station in life yeah and she's incredible and they're a great couple and her name's ophelia mm. and they, she makes dan Aykroyd seem sexy she does it's an i love ophelia and i love them to, ophelia and winthorpe forever i love them oh so that's well, my last one. I think we've learned a lot we from have. our Christmas couples. The main loser of today's episode is our producer, Abby, <laughs> who somehow has to bring this down to, I think, half an hour we agreed on. It's definitely been an hour. So this might be longer than we first expected. There's no time limit. You know, it's Christmas time. You have more time to listen Christmas. to it at home. So do you have any final thoughts for our listeners this festive season? Just be really kind to yourself. Christmas can be a weird time for many people. Mm-hmm. And just... Sit in the knowledge that lots of people feel weird over Christmas. So if you feel yourself a little, little bit lost or a little bit feeling a little bit vulnerable, just put on some rubbish, reliable old Christmas films. Six of which we've just given yes. you. Six exactly. We've got you for the next what twelve hours. Yeah. Sorted out. <laughs> so you have no reason to be unhappy for the next twelve hours. You've got amazing Christmas films. If you need any more recommendations ask I got tons it was tough to break it down to this amount there was a lot treat our Instagram as like a helpline yes exactly exactly and uh, have a very Merry Christmas have a Merry Christmas Happy Holidays The Way They Were is an Amanda Redman production produced by Abby Weaver and Amanda Redman we want to hear your celebrity couple crush so 
email us on thewaytheywerepod at gmail.com. Or find us on Twitter at thewaytheywerepod and or on Instagram at thewaytheywerepodcast. Thanks to you for listening. Until the next time, goodbye. Goodbye. The, the way, way they, they were. were.